Well, his life and legacy may have been tarnished, but Michael Jackson's talent cannot be denied. His incredible raw ability was on show from a very young age, and as he bloomed, he just seemed to keep topping his performances and his creativity time after time. But what about his voice? Michael Jackson's on-screen and on-stage presence was so enormous, so dazzling, and his dancing so captivating. It seems vocals were sometimes the least talked about aspect of Michael Jackson. So tonight we're going to give credit where it's due with Georgina Hill-Brown, better known as the Honest Vocal Coach. G'day, Georgina. Hey there. Great to have you on the show again and bless you for being on time to talk. Hey, the last time we spoke, we helped the universe a little by finally solving a question that nobody has ever managed to answer in more than 30 years. Can Kylie Minogue sing? Oh, yes, we did. It was a fascinating conversation. And the the definite decision was that, yes, she can absolutely sing. I know. I just I know how many people have thanked me for finally solving that with your help. I mean, it's just brilliant. <laughs> We've done the universe a favour. <laughs> and are you going okay, Georgina, not letting the trolls get you down? Oh, I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, yeah, I've had a few issues with uh, trolls on Twitter and Instagram and things like that. And it's a very interesting debate, I must say, um, because it, it seems to be if I say a, a bad thing or a negative thing about a star, um, it's the fans, the sort of obsessive fans that mm. that believe nothing bad can be said about that particular person that get very upset um, but, I'm but they get always, quite nasty, don't they? They get quite yeah, nasty. It's surprisingly nasty. And it seems to mm-hmm. be the more um, followers, the more subscribers, the more my channel grows, the more it seems to happen. And it's a weird mm-hmm. thing because I explain to the people that I work with, my students, the singers, that this happens. It's not something that you want to happen, but you've got to be prepared for it and have that Mm. thick skin, but nothing really prepares you for it. I must say I was quite surprised (laughs) at how personal people could be just because you said, well, I think this singer is slightly better than this singer, and it just got a little bit crazy, but I'm handling it a little bit better now. Yeah, good on you. And I think you said it best when you said, look, you can think that you are prepared for something like that. You and I are sort of in the same age range. We've had a bit of a life, so that helps. But nothing does prepare you for it, I have to say. I cop a walloping too. And unfortunately, um, it just goes with the turf. But there are times where I think to myself, well, why should it just go with the turf, actually? I I don't think as personal – I don't mind a good debate. I don't mind someone disagreeing with me when it gets really personal, though. Uh, for me, it's got quite personal at times. Yeah, it's it's tough. But look, we both develop our strategies, don't we? And we and we crack on and we keep doing what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, if you think about it on our level, we're having problems. Imagine what you know the really big stars have to deal with. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think they all talk about that that journey at the beginning of their careers, these famous celebrities and singers, when they do have to become accustomed to and develop the thick skin. And they all have different strategies. Some of them don't read social media. Some of them just don't respond anymore. But you can see the rookies, the rookie mistake is always getting right in there. Lily Allen, she does a bit of it. She gets right in there and starts responding. Oh, not a good idea. 
Yeah, because that, that that was one of the difficult things to start with because you want to fight your corner and say, mm-hmm. well, why does this need to become personal? We're discussing an issue. This has nothing to do with me personally. It's just my opinion. Um, mm. But, yeah, it, it it's a tough one. And, and I do agree with what you said that um, – why should it be part of the industry? Why? Why? It does come with the territory, but why? That's that's the thing that I struggle with. Mm. Why should it be part of what we do? It's true, but I suppose as soon as you put yourself out there, you know, you open yourself up for commentary. I just, I, like you, I just didn't realise it could actually get so vile. But nonetheless, Georgina, we're here to pay some attention to Michael Jackson. I just, I'm curious to know, do you have your, do you have a cup of tea with you? Oh, I don't today, actually. No, I'm boring. I have a bottle of water today. I haven't uh, grabbed my tea in time. Well, just have a listen to this for a second. There's me. I've got my tea. And unfortunately, (laughs) Georgina, I I have British blood, and so this will hopefully um, resonate with you. I'm mortified that I'm drinking Russian Caravan instead of something like Earl Grey or English Breakfast. I mean, that's absurd and obscene, but that's all that's left. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, for me it would be tetley i'm a big fan of tetley tea um and we uh, obviously yorkshire tea my brother drinks yorkshire tea he's obsessed with it he said well if you're from yorkshire you have to drink it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get me some of that oh it's a very nice tea i find it a little bit too strong um mm. but it is a very nice tea Michael Jackson. Now, I'm a huge fan of his work, and I have to say, Georgina, all my life I've just been so stunned at how effortlessly he could adapt vocally from soul to pop to rock to ballads. His voice is extremely versatile, am I right? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I adored his voice when he was a boy. The ability that he had over his voice and his the just general agility. I mean, Who's Loving You, the beginning of that song has become so iconic as an audition song for singers because it shows, you know, you've got a riff at the beginning of it. So to start there as such a young boy and then end up where he is and all of the different styles he's covered throughout his time, it's fascinating. Sometimes with artists, when they venture into territory that isn't their own, in inverted commas, you go, oh, yeah, no, their their voice doesn't quite suit that. But with Michael Jackson, everything he did vocally, it was like he owned it. Um, It it was just tremendously versatile. Do you agree that his voice, you mentioned when he was a boy, and sometimes I actually think his voice was at its best when he was a boy because it was just so raw and authentic. Do, Do you agree his voice did seem to change tremendously throughout his life? Yeah, I think so. Um, and there's the stories that um, his father helped to make him sound younger. Um, I don't really want to get into that, but it, it does affect the voice that mm. um, I, I remember reading an article. And whether it's right or wrong, I, not, I don't know. But well, let, saying, let me take it up because it's you know not probably not ladylike, but I, I can talk about that. So there's rumours of chemical castration, and and that is. Um, to keep the uh, male voice before puberty, to, to keep it in that soprano range. I believe the term Georgina is castrato, a boy who is castrated to preserve his voice. Yeah, and I think that may mm. have happened. No one really knows for sure, but um, mm. I think that's a possibility. And it would make complete sense to the way his voice sounded as an adult because it's very, yes. it's an unusual voice and it does still have a huge range 
Um, and when a, a male's voice breaks, uh, there is a distinctive change and often the range will shift. Whereas with his voice, it didn't shift that much. He was still mm. able to hit all those high notes. Um, maybe not so much of the depth, but there was still almost a, a feminine young kind of sound to his voice, even at the sort of last years of his career. Yeah, I call it androgynous. Every time I hear a Michael Jackson track, don't get me wrong, I'm not, for people listening, and I know Michael Jackson fans are very protective of, of him and his legacy, as they should be, and congratulations if you are one of those protectors of his musical legacy. Hats off to you. But his voice, to me, has quite an androgynous quality about it, and I don't say that as a criticism. I, in fact, think it helped the universal appeal. We think of songs like Smile, gone too soon she's out of my life i mean his voice just was so beautifully suited to those kinds of tracks yeah absolutely i think there's a similarity to his sister janet's voice as well mm, um mm. she's you know taken a lot of what he has in his voice that um it has a sweetness to it obviously she is feminine but um there is definitely a sweetness there to the voice in musical terms, how do we describe Michael's matured singing voice? Um, well, if you were to look at it in a classical sense, it's definitely more of a tenor. He can hear all of the, the high notes, but in a more contemporary way. Um, and one thing that I always found fascinating about Michael is that he would add little inflections and things that have made him so iconic you know the he he and shama and like little <laughs> little things that he adds in that no one ever did before I mean it's no. so obvious to any singer to just add a yeah or an ooh uh, you know as part of the riffs or the ad lib section but no one ever ever has decided I know let's put he he in there Let, let's use that <laughs> So he was, I know, he's like, what? <laughs> it's so just and uh, so iconic and clever and how he managed to build that as part of his brand. It's crazy because when, you know, I speak to people about Michael, they'll, they'll, that's the first thing that they'll do. They'll go, hee hee. And they'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like so crazy. proud of it too. And I know he was proud of it because he he let people uh, take the mickey out of it a little bit, like in The Simpsons and things like that. And, you know, and he talked about it quite openly. I think there are some stories about how he actually developed some of those um, hiccups and grunts and, and things that he made part of his uh, his entertainment performance, really. And yeah. thank God he did, right? Because that's Michael Jackson. It totally is. I mean, there were so many, like, da. That was another one where he'd just sort of go, yes. like an airburst. And they're yeah. so unique. No one has ever done that before. Those noises, much as they're often mimicked and sort of mocked and teased a little bit, they are the passion. They are the music oh, coming yeah, from his Yeah, heart when you soul. say mocked, mocked and teased, I, I disagree. I think they're genius. Yes, um, yes. I, it's part of him and you identify, you know, when you hear a Michael song on the radio, you know I, straight away from those sounds, that is him. I mean, he had a distinctive voice, but it just kind of adds. Um, it's something I, I teach all of the singers I work with is don't copy others. Try and find something that's your personal style that you can identify and make it just make it personal and keep it. Mm. Um, and mm. he definitely like did it and then some. 
Absolutely. I, I think we're here to talk about Michael Jackson's vocals, but when I was sort of thinking about what I could contribute to this conversation, I truly came to the conclusion that with Michael Jackson, like the technique of his vocals is almost secondary in a strange way. Like with Michael Jackson, his voice just has a signature. There's a DNA to it that could only ever be copied but never, ever replicated. Yes, very much so. I've never heard anyone sound like him, which I think, you know, does put a little bit more onto to the stories of what may have happened to him because mm. it is a an individual voice. There's no one ever that you've heard like that. As a vocal coach, do you dare do you dare to know any flaws in Michael Jackson's voice? For example, I'll start because I'll be the brave one here. But, uh, I believe that the passion and the feeling of Michael's vocals, sometimes they come at the expense of diction because it's often difficult for me to hear the words he's singing. Yes, I do agree. And there are many other singers like that, that um, it's the balance. You've got on one hand, you've got the, the technical ability, the technique. And on the other hand, you've got the emotional quality and you need a balance of both of them. So you can understand the words and, you know, connect with the performer. Um, see as one for, for definite that often I'm trying to tune into some of the words that she sings. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what did she say there? But because mm -hmm. she puts so much emotional quality into it, you kind of don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, we should, exactly. but we get to a point where we're like, this is just so great. And he draws you in, almost like he, he has you in the palm of his hand. And it doesn't matter that some of the lyrics you can't hear because you, you're, you're taken on the journey of the emotion more than pausing and going, pardon, what did you actually sing there? Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Like, Because it doesn't bother me with Michael Jackson, unlike with some other artists, because it, it, I still, uh, the energy and the feeling and the passion of the song, I still get it. So somehow I still think, I still know what this song is about. But I do challenge anyone, for example, to try to work out the first verse of Smooth Criminal. Like for the life, <laughs> without cheating, by the way, without Googling, do not Google. It, it's impossible. <laughs> and I have no idea. I've, I've, I've made up my own silly lyrics to it, I have to say. But I bet yeah. you they're very far from what it actually is. I a bedroom. I got that. Uh, I came to the room. I <laughs> was there? struck down. Da. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Um, do you know, this is really embarrassing to say, but another mm. part of me, when I was a teenager, I actually thought he sang another poir de main. I thought it was like a, a different language, and I was singing it like that for a good couple of years until I looked up the lyrics and thought, oh, <laughs> it's part Which of. Which song me. was that? And another part of me, he sings in uh, one of the songs, and. Uh, and I was sure it was Poir de Main. I thought it was some kind of <laughs> special, special language. And I was like, this is incredible. Another Poir de Main. Oh, like, I oh, love that. Oh, he's really and I've got my own George Gina in. Um, George Gina in, uh, they don't really care about us. There's a few lyrics in there, which I'm not going to repeat now, but I could swear that he's, you know, it's really uh, not pleasant language, but I can't hear anything else. Yeah. I should Google them and really find out what the proper lyrics are. But sometimes <laughs> even with Michael Jackson's formal lyrics, they just like he uh, abbreviates his words to fit the music so it doesn't hurt the music. So sometimes he's not singing the full word, for example. It's sort of 
lingo. I don't know. He's a very special man to be able to do it is all, all I know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of songwriters I work with, we don't do that. We'll change the words so it fits in with the timing yes. of the song. But he doesn't. He kind of changes the – he does the opposite. He changes the word and abbreviates things so it fits in, where I, I would um, – I would actually change the word completely to a different word so it's lots. But no, he does well, abbreviations and things. It's very clever. When you're a musical genius, I guess you're allowed. Hey, there are some wonderful clips of Michael Jackson um, singing in studios. The one that stands out to me is when he is doing his part of We Are The World and he does take after take and it's flawless because I'm often, probably like you, scouring YouTube to find examples where you know it hasn't been auto-tuned, you know it hasn't been corrected, it's just the artist's voice. And that's a really good example when he's doing uh, We Are The World. Yeah, I did a, a best live vocals video, I'd say maybe a year ago now. And it uh-huh. took me a while to find all of the the you know non-pitched corrected sounds with too much yes. reverb or compression or whatever, but I managed it. So yeah, I did I do a video about his his vocals and We Are the World is probably one that stands out uh, as the most how he did take after take um being a, a vocal coach um i did a bit of research on the people that he worked with that looked after his voice um oh, yeah. and there is a uh he's very very old now he must be in his 90s um but a gentleman called seth riggs who worked with michael jackson for quite some time uh, on vocals uh, and I think there is somewhere on YouTube a clip of him working with Michael and helping him develop his voice because Michael was from from what I got from the video that I watched very very driven when it came to looking after his voice even yes. though um it you know sometimes you can't tell what the words are and and all of that he was very not obsessed but i'll try and find the clip and send you it over um maybe you know put it with the the podcast or whatever yeah Um, yeah he's he's slightly obsessed with vocalizing with seth to make sure that everything was absolutely correct that he wasn't straining his voice that he wanted longevity i think that was something that was so important to him that mm. that he was able to have a great technique throughout his whole career. Yeah, he was quite the perfectionist. So I'm not surprised he was working with, you know, a vocal coach of his own and and I'm sure that fed hand in hand with his diet and his health and looking after his voice in a myriad of ways. Georgina, are there any particular uh, live or recorded vocals from Michael Jackson that really stand out? Oh, well, I think I agree with you. We Are The World was definitely one of those um, that he went, you know, so obsessed with it. Um, and it's just got to be loving you from when he was a boy. That yes. will always be special for me because it's a song that, why is he singing that? He's a young boy. He's singing, <laughs> singing about <laughs> loving a, a, a female. It's not the, it's a little bit of a raunchy song. Yeah, um, yeah. But he sings it so well that that beginning it's been just tr- replicated by thousands probably millions of singers over the years. So that's probably one of my favorites. And I love Ben, like when he sings Ben on the recorded version, um, but also there are some live ones that you can get as well. He just sings that with such passion. Even as a little boy, he was interviewed and they stuck a microphone under his face and he was so uncomfortable with interviews even back then. And he said, 
if I don't believe it, I don't sing it. That's what he said. And, and he meant it. But there's something so from the gods and from the heavens inside of that guy's soul, or there was when he was alive, when it comes to music. Like he felt it. It came from above. And that's what he used to say himself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it was part of who, well, he was music, really. I've got to say, one thing that I noticed with Michael Jackson, Georgina, is that with some performances, and it's funny because you've already mentioned it, I, I'll be really honest, sometimes I thought he's either yeah. like miming totally or so heavily that you can barely hear the live performance. Did, did you find the same thing? And I don't want people to howl a whole brainstorm down on me for, for asking this question, but even going back through in the past couple of days, it's it seems to be the case that he did mime from time to time. Yeah, and I think... If, if from sort of knowledge of of doing research, I think when he has mimed, it's been in eras or parts of his life where he wasn't that well. So I don't think it was a choice that he took lightly. I think it was he still wanted to be able to perform. He still was so adamant to go out and do it. Um, but maybe his voice wasn't up to it on those particular events. Um, and I think maybe other things were going on. I remember there was a, the era where his, uh, he did an advert and his hair caught fire. Yeah. And for a period of time after that, I think his performances were a, a lot. Oh, this sounds so terrible. Apologies, Michael fans, because I'm a, a fan. I just feel that there was an era where he did rely on the backing vocals and pre-recorded vocals a little bit just to help mm. him get through those parts. And I think, he, you know, I think lots of other artists do it as well. And it's not, it's, it's like the emotion and the, the, technique side you know when I was trying to look up both sides of the thing is that would you just miss the gig and not do it um but and let everybody down or would you still go out and sort of lip sync and sing the bits that you could sing and at least still continue performing and I think no different like you say to any other artists yeah no no different it's just for him a man of his talent it just it seems a bit odd because we know he has the talent so that's why it stood out no different to any other artist he wasn't doing anything wrong it was just surprising given just how incredibly talented he was I also think <laughs> that maybe his voice did deteriorate a little bit towards the end. I'm thinking Invincible, for example, which yes. um, is an album that he believes was sabotaged. He believes there was conspiracy. It didn't perform so well. But all that aside, um, I think it's a great album. But uh, I've seen sessions where he's recording that and even on the recorded vocal itself, his voice is quite different and uh, fragile. Yeah, it is fragile. Fragile, if I can say it, (laughs) fragile. And I think uh, knowing what we know now about um, the uh, painkillers and things that he often relied on, I have a feel that 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 will have affected his vocal ability. Um, He may not have felt as bright and bushy-tailed, I'll put it that way, as he wanted to. Um, and we all know that medications do dry the body out a little bit. So I think that may have been what was, you know, stopping him from being able to sing as well as he'd like to. Plus at the end, you know, before, um, well, during the last album, I would say, 
is he was at a particular age where male voices do change again um, because a male vocal prime is between sort of 40 and 50 and then after that you've really got to work hard to keep it. So I think he'd got to that point and he was going the other way. Yep, the voice is just like any other part of the body. It will continue to grow and change and then sag as you get older as exactly. well. Exactly. Like, I mean, you... It's a bit depressing, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> the bottom line is if you think about it, the vocal folds are like two elastic bands. Um, and, you know, you can only stretch them for a length of time before, <laughs> before they start to sag and they don't actually do what you want them to do as well anymore and you have to work harder. Um, you know, I do. Women's prime, for example, is a, for classical singers around the age of 30. So mm-hmm. after that, you have to work much harder. So singers like Tina Turner, who still goes out and does it and share, I'm so admirable of them that can mm-hmm. still do it and still sound that great. Like if they can sound like that when they're that age, that's what I want. I want to be like Absolutely. that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people have got to, you know, cut them a break because to do what they're doing, to, to, to get out there and do it, wow, it takes courage and um, it takes adaptability and flexibility and all of that. So to round this off in a very positive way, we, we both agree Michael Jackson was like the rarest of the rare when it comes to musicians, right, and vocally supreme. Yeah, like you said, if he didn't believe it, he didn't sing it. Um, and I'm always going to be, uh, let me put this in the right way. I'll always remember him for his musical legacy, not all of the mm-hmm. personal things, you know, cause in the latter part of his life, there was so much in the media, but for me, he was an incredible performer, uh, an iconic singer, and I will always remember him for the, for the music and what he brought in terms of emotional quality. So everyone listening, go and go back through your Michael Jackson back catalogue and and just listen to it. Listen to the voice. I mean, the way he delivered songs, recorded music, just sensational. The history album, the thriller. I mean, all of them. You can name any one of them, and they're just just from the heart and the soul. Amazing stuff, Georgina. It's been lovely talking to you about Michael Jackson's vocals. Actually, paying them the credit that they're due. Yeah, I've had a lovely time. I must say, um, you uh, and I know I said this off um, the recording, but you have a wonderful way of 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 interviewing and bringing out the best of someone. Um, so thank you. I have really enjoyed myself. Oh, thank you, Georgina. It's lovely to hear from someone of your stature, to be honest, because I, like I, I told you last time, I watch you nearly every morning. <laughs> I've even watched you. One time you were in a drive through and I was watching you on my phone in my car. <laughs> and I felt like we were doing drive through together. It was quite strange. So, yeah, don't let those trolls get you down. You keep doing what you're doing. No, I'm going to keep do doing so what I do. I, I well. love it too much. <laughs> Good on you. Georgina, you have a lovely day. You too.